don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to our podcast true crimes and story times i'm kirsten i'm michelle and if i talk weird it's because i have a really bad canker sore in my mouth and i got my braces the extra pieces back on so now i have a really bad lift so now we're both talking a little weird today (laughs) anyway um so last week i told you guys the story of michael myers which is a very iconic halloween figure this week, I'm going to tell you the story of Jason Voorhees. If you don't know, he is the main character from the Friday the 13th franchise. Yep. So, we're, I'm just going to go through the first four movies, which is uh, Friday the 13th, and then part two, part three, and the final chapter. So, without further ado, we'll just get into it if Michelle right. has nothing else to add. Let's go. Alright. So, we're starting with Friday the 13th. In 1958, at Camp Crystal Lake, counselors Barry Jackson and Claudette Hayes sneak inside a storage cabin to have sex, where an unseen assailant murders them. That's what happens in every movie. Yeah, don't have course. sex in the horror movies. Ever. Just don't ever. No, because <laughs> <laughs> you just end up getting murdered. <laughs> so, in present day, which is 1979... Camp counselor Annie Phillips is driven halfway to the reopened Camp Crystal Lake by Enos, a truck driver. Despite warnings from elderly crazy Ralph and disguised, oh sorry, disgusted reactions from the townspeople. Crazy Ralph. (laughs) I just think that's funny. It is funny. Crazy Ralph. So while driving, Enos warns Annie about the camp's troubled past beginning when a young boy drowned in Crystal Lake in 1957. Mm-hmm. After being... I wonder who that could be. I don't who know. Who drowned in Camp Crystal Lake? I don't know. I don't... I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> After being dropped off, she hitches another ride from an unseen person who drives her past the camp. When Annie escapes the vehicle, the killer chases her into the woods and slashes her throat. At the camp, counselors Ned, Jack, Bill, Marcy, Brenda, and Alice, that's a lot of names, mm-hmm. along with owner Steve Christie, refurbish the cabins and facilities. As a thunderstorm approaches, Steve leaves the campground to stock supplies. Ned sees someone walk into a cabin and follows. While Jack and Marcy have sex, red flag, In one of the cabin's bunk beds, they are unaware of Ned's body above them, his throat having been slit. Gross. When Marcy leaves to use the bathroom, Jack's throat is pierced with an arrow from beneath the bed. Lots of kills right off the bat. Lots of kills, just boom, boom, boom. The killer follows Marcy into the bathroom and slams an axe into her face. Nice. Dang. 
When Brenda turns in for the night, she hears a little boy's voice calling for help and ventures outside to the archery range where the lights turn on. She screams. <laughs> Later, Steve returns and recognizes the unseen killer who stabs him to death. Worried by their friend's disappearances, Alice and Bill leave the main cabin to investigate. They find the axe in Brenda's bed, the phone's disconnected, and Ned's truck inoperable. When the power goes out, Bill goes to check on the generator. Alice heads out to look for him and finds his body pinned with arrows to the generator room's door. <laughs> she flees to the main cabin to hide, only to be traumatized further when Brenda's body is thrown through the window. Soon after, Alice sees a vehicle pull up and rushes outside thinking it's Steve. <laughs> Instead, she is greeted by Miss Voorhees, hmm. a middle-aged woman who claims to be an old friend of Steve and his family. Who is this Mrs. Voorhees, I wonder? I wonder. She reveals that her son Jason, there we go, mm -hmm. was the young boy who drowned in 1957. Blaming his death on neglect by the counselors because they were having sex instead. Revealing herself as the killer, she attempts to kill Alice, but Alice knocks her unconscious. At the shore, Mrs. Voorhees tries to kill Alice again with a machete, but Alice gains the advantage and decapitates her. Exhausted, Alice boards and falls asleep inside a canoe which floats out on Crystal Lake. That's scary in itself. Mm -hmm. Also, how could you fall asleep in a canoe? Yeah, no. On the lake? I couldn't. After the lady I... just told you her son drowned, even though she was the killer. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah. Suddenly, Jason's decomposing corpse attacks her. Mm. At which point she awakens in a hospital surrounded by a police sergeant and medical staff who are attending to her. When Alice asks about Jason, the sergeant says there was no sign of any boy. She says, then he's still there, as the lake is shown with ripples in the water. And that's the end of the first movie. Yes, it Lots is. Lots of kills in that movie. Mm -hmm. It's just like one after another after another. Yeah, it never stops. It's actually uh -uh. really... A good movie because they just go right into it mm -hmm. and then it just keeps going it throughout keeps the whole going. movie like it never stops mm -hmm. so that was the first the first part okay the first movie so now we're gonna go into friday the 13th part two okay and this came out in 1981 so it's two months after the murders at camp crystal lake sole survivor alice hardy from the first movie, mm -hmm. is recovering from her traumatic experience. In her apartment, when Alice opens the refrigerator to get her cat some food, she finds the severed head of Pamela Voorhees and is murdered with an ice pick to her temple by an unknown assailant. Hmm. Five years later, Paul Holt opens a school for camp counselors on the shore of Crystal Lake. People just need to stay away from Crystal Lake. I'm just <laughs> saying that right now. For sure. Obviously, not good things happen at Crystal Lake. <laughs> the camp is attended by Sandra, her boyfriend Jeff, 
Scott, Terry, Mark, Vicky, Ted, and Paul's assistant, Jenny, as well as many other trainees. Around the campfire that night, Paul tells the counselors the legend of Jason Voorhees, a boy who drowned at Camp Crystal Lake in 1957, setting his vengeful mother on two killing sprees in 1958 and in 1979, until she herself was eventually murdered. According to the legend, Jason survived and is now living in the woods near Crystal Lake. Enraged at his mother's death, he will kill anyone he comes across. As Paul finishes the story, a man with a spear scares everyone, but it's revealed to be Ted wearing a mask. Paul reassures everyone that Jason is dead and that Camp Crystal Lake is now condemned and off-limits. That night, Crazy Ralph wanders onto the property to warn the group, but is strangled behind a tree by an unseen killer. The following day, Jeff and Sandra sneak off to Camp Crystal Lake and find a dog carcass before getting caught by Deputy Winslow and return to the camp. The dog carcass. That's gross. Yeah, sad. <laughs> it's always sad with the dogs. Mm-hmm. Winslow chases him into the woods and finds a shack. Oh, I totally skipped a whole sentence. Yeah, I saw that. Let's back it up a little bit. So <laughs> later, Winslow spots a man wearing a burlap sack mask running across the road, and then he chases him into the woods and find, to find a shack. The man kills Winslow with a hammer claw. That's fierce. Mm-hmm. Back at camp, Paul offers the others one last night on the town before the training begins. Six stay behind, including Jeff and Sandra, who are forced to stay as punishment for sneaking off. Shitty. Yeah. Well, shouldn't have snuck off. <laughs> that's what you get. No, that's what you get for getting caught. Oh, uh, yeah. That's no, for doing what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> At the bar, Jenny muses that if Jason were still alive and had witnessed his mother's death, it may have left him with no distinction between life and death. Or right and wrong. Paul dismisses the idea, proclaiming that Jason is nothing but an urban legend. Meanwhile, the assailant appears at the camp and kills the counselors one by one. Scott has his throat slit with a machete while caught in a rope trap, and Terry is killed off screen upon finding Scott's dead body. Mark has a machete slammed into his face, and he falls down a flight of stairs as he dies. The killer then moves upstairs and impales Jeff and San- Sandra with a spear as they have sex, then stabs Vicky to death with a kitchen knife. Ted stays behind at the bar while Jenny and Paul return to find the place in disarray. In the dark, the killer ambushes Paul and continues to chase Jenny throughout the camp and into the woods where she comes across the shack. After barricading herself inside, she finds an altar with Pamela Voorhees' severed head on it, surrounded by a pile of bodies. Yep. <laughs> Gross. Realizing that Jason Voorhees is the killer... Jenny puts on Pamela's sweater and tries to psychologically convince Jason that she is his mother. Smart. That's kind of smart. Not mm-hmm. The ruse briefly works until Jason sees his mother's head on the altar and awakens from the trance. 
Paul suddenly returns and tries to save Jenny, but Jason incapacitates him. Just as Jason is about to kill Paul with a pickaxe, Jenny picks up a machete and slams it down into Jason's shoulder, seemingly killing him. I just want to say, how are all these people, like, in, like can't die? Right. Like, Michael Myers can't die. Nothing right. can kill this dude. Nothing can kill this dude. He's, like, a beast. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't get it. Because there's no, like, backstory. It's, like, behind, evil like, forces yeah. or something. It's just strange. Anyway, Paul and Jenny return to the cabin and hear someone outside. Thinking that Jason has followed them, they open the door only to find Terry's dog, Muffin. No, Muffin. Muffin. Just as they sigh in relief, an unmasked Jason bursts through the window from behind and grabs Jenny. She then awakens to being loaded into an ambulance and calls out for Paul, who is nowhere to be seen, leaving his fate ambiguous. Back in the shack, Pamela's head remains on the altar, but Jason is nowhere to be found. Dun 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 dun! dun, dun. That's the end of the first of the second. What's movie. Jason's sound? I don't remember. I don't know. It's like something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the end of this. People are probably part. like screaming at me, like it's this. But You're I can't so remember. dumb. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I just can't remember what it is. Me either. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head is Michael Myers. Of course. But Lincoln's obsessed with Michael Myers, so yeah. like I hear it year round. True. So, anyway, we're not talking about Michael Myers today. We're talking about Jason Voorhees. So that was the end of the second movie, part two. Okay. So now we're going to Friday the Thirteenth, part three. All right. Following the events of the night before, which was the second movie, a badly injured and unmasked Jason Voorhees goes to a lakefront store for a change of clothes. Just walks in there and is like, hey, I need to change clothes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's where you, you go to a lakefront store for a change of yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah, I just mean, like, it it just makes it seem so casual. <laughs> like, goes to hey. for a change. Hey. Yeah, I got a machete hanging out of my I need some shoulder. <laughs> I need a change of clothes. You got some, brother? Like, but, what the hell? But while he's there, he murders the store owner, Harold, and his wife, Edna. Just right off the bat, again. Kills. Meanwhile, Chris Higgins and her friends travel to Higgins Haven, her old home on Crystal Lake, to spend the weekend. The gang includes pregnant Debbie, her boyfriend Andy, prankster Shelly, Shelly, (laughs) his blind date Vera, oh, Shelly's a dude. Oh. (laughs) His his blind date Vera, who does not reciprocate his feelings. I'm still cool with it. I'm still cool with it. (laughs) I just, (laughs) the way you said that. Oh, Shelly's a dude. (laughs) That was so funny. And stoners, Chuck and Chili. Dude, that's totally <laughs> some stoner names, bro. Chuck and Chuck Chili. and Chili. Oh Why is it both like beef names? Like Chuck <laughs> kinda of beef. Yeah. Ground Chuck. Chuck and Chili. Chili has beef. That's so funny. That's our new name. Chuck and Chili. I wanna be Chili though. No, I wanna be Chili. No. no. <laughs> I'm chilly. Well, I. It's okay. I'll be Chuck. I want to be chilly because in Bluey, the mom's name is Chili. It's only oh, okay. My name is Chili. Don't use your kids as leverage right now, bro. 
Well, after it's all is said and done in this movie, I don't think we're going to want to be either of these Oh, people. okay. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, Chuck and Jilly. Mm-hmm. After running into a man named Abel, who warms them, warms them, warns them to turn back, the gang meets Chris's boyfriend, Rick, at their destination. Okay. At a convenience store, Shelly and Vera get into a confrontation with bikers Allie, Fox, and Loco. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Shelly gets in the car and knocks down their motorcycles, impressing Vera. Oh, wow. Wow, Shelly. You go, dude. <laughs> Later, the bikers show up at Higgins Haven, where they take the gas out of the van and attempt to burn the barn down to get even. Yikes. That's, that's uh-huh. a low blow. That's pretty, uh, <laughs> going the extra mile there. Yeah, you knocked my bike over, I'm gonna burn down your house. Yeah, literally. Jason, who has been hiding in the barn, murders Fox and Loco with a pitchfork before beating Allie unconscious. Actually, can I, I be know. Loco? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like that was warranted. Uh, yeah, I think they deserved it. Okay, yeah, you can be Loco as long as I'm chilly. Okay, Loco chilly. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like rivals in this, so like... Oh no. <laughs> anyway, let's just keep going. Yep. That night... Chris and Rick head out into the woods, where Chris reveals that she was attacked by a deformed man two years prior, which prompted her to leave Crystal Lake in the first place. The main reason that she returned was to confront her fears and escape the trauma. There's a lot of unisex names in here. I know. We got Shelly as a dude. Chris, Chris as, as a, a girl. Yeah. Chuck and Chili. <laughs> Chuck and Chili. I don't even know if they're dudes or chicks. It did say. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but regardless. So, back at Higgins... Hib- Hib- what was that? <laughs> back at Higgins Haven, Shelly scares Vera with a hockey mask <gasps> and then warn- wanders into the barn where Jason slashes his throat. Of course. Shelly's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Taking his mask to conceal his face, so this is where he gets the hockey mask. I know. So? Okay. That's why when you said with a hockey mask, I said... <gasps> yeah, that's where he gets the mask. Not until the third movie, I think. Literally. That's, that's literally so, so late. <laughs> well, it's got to have a backstory with his mom, like, killing mm-hmm. because of him drowning and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Because I already knew that. Because yeah. I actually know more about Jason than I did Michael Myers. Yeah. And I don't know that much about Jason. So even though I'm doing him today. <laughs> but still, I knew a lot more, like, behind-the-scenes stuff with Michael yeah. Myers. Um, anyway... So, he took the mask to conceal his face, and he emerges from the barn. Vera retrieves Shelly's wallet from under the dock and is shot in the eye with a spear gun. For a second, I thought it was going to say she got Shelly's wallet from, like, his pocket. Under the dock. Because Jason slashed his throat. I thought she went over there and picked his pockets while he was dead for a second. (laughs) I was like, wow, why is the first thing you grab his wallet? Like, why not keys or something? Not like, are you okay? Like, let me take your wallet. Well, his throat slashed, so she's probably like, well, that's a lost cause. (laughs) Jason enters the house and slices in half a hand standing, oh, slices in half a hand standing Andy with a machete. Say hand standing Andy five times fast. (laughs) Slices in half a hand standing Andy. Okay, half a hand standing Andy. (laughs) That's (laughs) hard. So he was doing a handstand and he just right in half with a machete. That's a cool kill. Debbie finishes her shower and rests on a hammock where Jason thrusts a knife through her chest from beneath. New fear unlocked. Literally. 
<laughs> when the power goes out in the house, Chuck goes downstairs to the basement only for Jason to hurl him into the fuse box while educating him. Okay. Nice. Chili finds that everyone else is dead and then is impaled with a hot fire poker. I don't want to be chilly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. When Rick's car dies, Chris and Rick are forced to walk back to the house to find it in disarray. Why is there always two people, too? I don't know. The two people go back to the house and they're like, oh my, oh my god, everybody's dead. Rick steps outside to search the grounds, but Jason grabs him and crushes his skull with his bare hands, making one of his eyes pop out of its socket. Wow. I'm getting flashbacks of The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, if you know, you know. Do you know? I feel, I've seen quite a bit of The Walking yeah. Dead. I've read a few of the comic books too, but. The part where, um. Don't say it. What if people haven't watched? Bro, this is like years ago. If so, you haven't watched okay. it by now, it's, it's your warranted. Own fault. Go ahead. Um, where Negan hits Glenn in the head with the with oh. the with the Lucy is that what what she's called the Lucy the bat and mm-hmm. his eye pops out. Yeah, yeah. That's like years ago. So that's if you like haven't seen in it in the like, beginning, that's like season six or seven. I thought Glenn died before that. No. Okay. Anyways, I've We're seen it. Keep, yeah. 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 I quit watching it, like, after that moment. After. A lot of people did. I, okay, I quit watching it after that moment, but then I started watching it again. And then, another spoiler alert, when Carl died, then I I didn't even know that. Yeah. You just ruined it for me. I've been wanting to rewatch it. It, That happened years ago, too. I hate you right now. (laughs) I quit watching it after that. It really yeah, started, because the whole show started the going. The cute guy on the show got <laughs> killed, so you couldn't watch it anymore. No, it, wasn't it really interesting. started going downhill. Like they never matched the comic books anymore. Like no, Rick started going like crazy and shit. It was just not good anymore. Yeah. I was just not interested. I get you. Jason then attacks Chris, who narrowly escapes the house and tries to flee in her van. The van runs out of gas, and Chris makes her way to the barn to hide, but Jason attacks her again. Inside the barn, Chris strikes Jason over the head with a shovel and hangs him. Nice. (laughs) He regains consciousness and temporarily removes his mask in order to get free from the noose, which causes Chris to recognize him as the same man who attacked her two years prior. A still-living Allie tries to attack Jason, but Jason quickly finishes him off. The distraction allows Chris to strike Jason in the head with an axe, He staggers momentarily toward her before finally collapsing. Exhausted, Chris pushes a canoe out into the lake and falls asleep. Again, what the heck? Chris has a nightmare of an unmasked Jason running towards her from the house before disappearing, which then turns into the decomposing body of Pamela Voorhees with her head attached, emerging from the lake to pull her in. The following morning, the police arrive and escort a traumatized Chris away from Higgins Haven. Jason's body is shown to still be lying in the barn as the lake is shown at peace. And that's the Always end the of final the girl. third one. So now we're going on to Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Let's get which it. Which is not the last movie. Oh, no. It's, it's not. not. This is just, like, the first four movies that came out. Mm-hmm. And they came out with, like... There's a bunch. Yeah. So, this is just the first four, but it's called the final chapter. Okay. The night after the events at Higgins Haven, police clean up the grounds and Jason Voorhees' body, believed to be dead, is taken to the morgue. 
Mm-hmm. Jason spontaneously revives, like I said, he Big can't surprise. die, and escapes from the cold storage at the hospital, murdering the coroner Axel Burns with a hacksaw and gutting nurse Robbie Morgan with a scalpel. The following day, a group of teenagers drives to Crystal Lake for the weekend. The group consists of Paul. From the first movie? No. Second movie? There was a Paul. There, I don't know if it's the The girl same. never saw him again. She was getting loaded oh, up in the ambulance. Yeah. She was calm mm-hmm. for him. Never mm-hmm. saw him again. There you go. Maybe it's the same. Can't remember which movie Can't it came remember. from, but. Can't remember if it's the same. Alright, let's keep chugging. His girlfriend, Sam. Virgin Sarah. I don't Why know. do they gotta describe her like that? I don't know. Her friend Doug, awkward Jimmy. Why they gotta de- <laughs> what the fuck? Why they gotta describe Jimmy like that? Awkward, awkward Jimmy. Dude? If he's awkward, that makes him more awkward. Poor awkward Jimmy. True. And jokester Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I want to be awkward Jimmy. Um. Anyway, on the way, <laughs> the group comes across Pamela Voorhees' tombstone and a hitchhiker, who Jason soon kills. The teens arrive and meet neighbors Tris Jarvis, her 12-year-old brother Tommy, and the family dog Gordon. Who names their dog Gordon? I don't know. While going for a walk the next day, the teens meet twin sisters Tina and Terry and go skinny dipping with them. Bad, bad for a scary movie. should Tri- do anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Trish and... T- for, why are there so many teen names? Dude, seriously. Tina, Terry, Trish, and Tommy. Jeez. <laughs> There's so many... Trish and Tommy happen upon the scene, and Trish is invited to a party taking place that night. Afterward, when their car breaks down, Trish and Tommy are helped out by a young man named Rob Dyer. They take him to their house, um, no, yeah, where he what? meets their mother. <laughs> Tommy shows him several monster masks he made before Rob leaves to go camping. Later that night, the teens begin the party. A jealous Sam sees Tina flirting with Paul and leaves. She goes out to the lake where Jason impales her with a spear from under a raft. He's always under things. Mm-hmm. Always under things. It's so weird. Yeah. From the first one, he was like underneath the bed. And mm-hmm. then underneath the hammock. Mm-hmm. Now he's underneath the raft. Is he underneath our bean bags? He better fucking not be. <laughs> you can hear me right now. A fucking spear is just like... <laughs> If you hear me, go quiet, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When Paul goes out to look for her, he is harpooned in the groin. Ooh. The groin. Why'd you say it? I don't know. (laughs) Terry tries to leave the party early, but Jason stabs her with a spear before she can get on her bike. He likes using the spear. He does. It seems to be very, um, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very... <laughs> I don't yeah, know, but I wish everybody could see what you were doing right now. I'm like stabbing the air. Very, very stabby. No, well, very, know. very. Um, I don't know. I'll think of it later. <laughs> I'm having a brain no, fart. You won't. <laughs> she said, "No, you won't." <laughs> Mrs. Jarvis arrives home and discovers the power outage. I'm still trying to think of that word. While searching for her children and Gordon, she's killed off screen. Trish and Tommy soon arrive and realize their mother is missing. Trish goes to search for her and find Rob's campsite. It is revealed that Rob is actually the brother of Sandra Dyer from the second installment. Okay. Okay. Rob further explains to her that Jason is still alive and he came to Crystal Lake to avenge his sister's death. Okay. 
Worried about Tommy's safety, Trish and Rob return to the house. And leave Tommy where? Oh, he was at the house, wasn't he? Sorry. After sleeping with Tina, that's a red flag, Jimmy goes downstairs to get a bottle of wine. This sounds a lot like um, that Michael Myers scene where they're having sex upstairs and then the one goes downstairs and then get killed by Michael Myers. This is Mm -hmm. very similar to that. Jason pins his hand with a corkscrew before striking his face with a meat cleaver. I think this movie happened first, didn't it? Yes, it did. Because, uh, actually they came out the, wait. Michael Myers didn't come out till. No, Michael Myers came out in 1978. This was in 1984. Oh, okay. This one came out in 1984. Go off, queen. Anyway, Tina looks out a window upstairs and finds that her sister's bike is still there. Jason then bursts through the window and throws her to her death, crashing onto the car. Can I just say... Okay. <laughs> every time you say Tina, <laughs> I just think of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> every time. I just, that's who I'm picturing in my head. Don't picture me doing a little Tina. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Kirsten does the best Tina twerking impression <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Oh it is true. God. It is she true. She literally knows how to throw it back like Tina. I swear to God. Tina? Which isn't throwing it back at all. No, it's throwing it forward. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what I keep imagining every time. Dude, that's what you should be for Halloween. <laughs> Bro, you have to swear and everything, dude. I'll think about it. I you should. have an idea, but I'll think about it. <laughs> Logan can be Bob. Or be my daddy. <laughs> Okay, we're moving on. We're okay. doing a late recording session, so... Anyway. Alrighty, um, moving forward. Whilst, while a stoned Ted watches stag films with a film projector, he gets too close to the projector screen and is stabbed in the head with a kitchen knife from the other side. I wonder I by had who. to look up what a stag <laughs> film was. What is a stag film? It's a porno. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. I didn't know, but that's what I thought. But, like, why is it called that? Anyways. It's probably just, like, a... Apparently, it had certain traits. It's they were like very brief. Oh. 12 minutes. Oh. Silent. Oh. Silent? And intended to appeal to men. That's sexist. And produce clandestinely due to censorship laws. So, probably not, like, super graphic. They were screened for all male audiences and fraternities or similar locations. So, like, people that really probably shouldn't be watching porn. Observers offered a collective response to the film exchanging sexual banter and achieving sexual arousal. Interesting. Okay. But it's aimed aimed for men. Yep. All man audiences. And they're silent. Can you guys imagine? Never mind. We're just going <laughs> to get Moving on. We're moving on. forward. We're not Let's talking go. about that on this show. No, we're not. Jason then goes upstairs where Doug and Sarah finish making love in the shower. Sure. Well, we know they're both going to die. Yep. After Sarah leaves, Jason kills Doug by crushing his Ooh. head against the shower tile. When Sarah screams upon finding Doug's body, she tries to escape but gets a double bit axe through her chest. Yikes rough trish rob and gordon remember gordon is the dog Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why he's such a big part in this right now. <laughs> they talk about him like he's a person. Of <laughs> course he is, Kirsten. <laughs> don't judge, Gordon. They go next door to investigate and discover the teens' bodies. Gordon flees, and Jason kills Rob in the basement as Trish runs home, taking Rob's machete. So much for, like, avenging his sister. Huh? Yeah. She and Tommy barricade the house, but Jason breaks in and chases them into Tommy's room. Trish lures Jason out of the house and escapes, then returns home and is devastated to learn that Tommy did not run away. Obviously. Yeah. She senses Jason behind her and tries to fight him off with a machete, but is overpowered. Having disguised himself to look like Jason as a child, Tommy distracts him long enough for Trish to hit him with the machete, but she merely whacks off his mask. Come on, Trish. Tommy played the part. Where where you at, Yeah, what the heck? As Trish stands horrified at Jason's deformed face, Tommy takes the machete and strikes it in the side of his skull, causing him to collapse to the floor and split his head upon impact. Dude, Tommy's doing all the legwork here. Yeah, she just, like, knocks his mask off. When Tommy notices that Jason's fingers are slightly moving, she continues to hack at his body, yelling, Die, 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 while Trish repeatedly yells out his name. Oh, so Tommy was hacking. Mm -hmm, Yeah. At the hospital, Tommy visits Trish. He rushes in, embraces her, and gives a disturbed look while staring into the camera. No. So he might not be dead. Probably not. Probably not, considering there's more movies after that. But that is the last one that I'm doing for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are liking my episodes that I'm doing for the Halloween time. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. trying to pick, like, excuse me what to do for the month like something that's really gonna like satisfy you guys for halloween like Mm -hmm. i don't want to disappoint for halloween so i'm trying to like think of good stuff to do i know these are like pretty typical stories for halloween but i don't know yeah i just thought they'd be good to talk about um if you guys have any suggestions of any other episodes you want me to do before halloween time's a ticking (laughs) <laughs> um send us a dm on any of our social medias those are open um i will most likely respond right away i get all the notifications on my cellular device so yes she does <coughs> not anyway. me though <laughs> nope i don't have my social media notifications turned on michelle's a busy bee she's busy busy even before i was busy i still didn't have them turned yeah. on i'm just not like a huge social media person mm-hmm. but anyway hope you guys liked it go um listen to michelle's part two of the sylvia likens case um that comes out friday yeah i was about to say they can't <coughs> listen to it yeah no but it comes out friday mm-hmm. um i think that's it yeah follow us on our social media and leave us a review and a rating mm-hmm. and we'll see you next time see ya bye <laughs>